from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio. This is In Black America. John, I'm at the stage of life where I have something to say. You know, we know how critical diversity is. Today, there are more babies of color born than Caucasians. There are more students of color than Caucasians. The U.S. Census Bureau indicates that by 2042, there will be more people of color in this country than Caucasians. It is so important that businesses, that corporations understand this demographic shift in our workforce. It's also important for them to understand the global marketplace that is only growing and the importance that we have people who look like the individuals who are purchasing in that global marketplace, that we have individuals in our workforces who look like those individuals. So it's a business imperative. Carol Folk president and CEO of The Partnership, and author of Success Through Diversity, Why the Most Inclusive Companies Will Win, published by Beacon Press. In our ever-changing population, companies that proactively embrace diversity in all areas of their operation will have a competitive edge. In her book, Folk examines staffing trends in this country and provides a template for what companies must do to maintain their customer base and competitiveness in the global marketplace. This includes new ways in hiring, getting managers to understand the importance of diversity, providing new tools for leadership development, and engaging their workforce to embrace differences. I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, Success Through Diversity, While the Most Inclusive Companies Will Win with Carol Fope, President and CEO of The Partnership, Inc., In Black America. There are companies that might hire people of color, but really including them in the culture, um, making sure that, you know, they're invited to special lunches, special meetings, that inner circle, that's inclusion, that's inviting them to dance. If you don't do that, what you'll have is organ rejection organization is going to wind up rejecting that person. And, that, and, tr- and truth be told, that's a waste of time for everyone and a waste of money. So if you want to make impact in diversity, make sure you have diversity and inclusion. Carol Folk, president and CEO of The Partnership, Inc., has spent more than four decades in corporate America. Prior to her becoming president and CEO of the Partnership, Inc. in 2012, she worked for the Gillette Company as the Corporate Employee Relations Manager, WCVB Boston's ABC TV affiliate as Director of Community Programming and Human Resources, and John Hancock Financial Services as Vice President of Corporate Responsibility and Brand Management. Born and raised in Queens, New York, Fope earned a BS degree in psychology from the State University of New York at Albany. In 2010, she was selected by President Barack Obama as a representative of the United States to the 65th session of the United Nations General Assembly. In her book, Success Through Diversity, she details the importance of diversity in businesses, corporations, and organizations. 
actually my family is from the Virgin Islands. I have the wonderful pleasure of being an eighth-generation Virgin Islander, but my parents wanted to ensure that my brother and I had the opportunity to be educated in the States. So they moved to Queens. And so uh, we were brought up, educated in Queens, and, uh, you know, had that great education up here in the States. But I remember how we, as kids of the Civil Rights Movement, were always participating in the Civil Rights Movement as well. I remember vividly one Christmas where we didn't get Christmas presents because the way we were participating in civil rights was by boycotting. We wanted to show and demonstrate our economic power. And so while our brothers and sisters were sitting at the lunch counters in North Carolina and in other areas of the South, in the North, we were not buying. We were letting people know, we were letting businesses know that we were withholding our economic power until all of us had equal rights. Why did you attend the State University of New York at Albany? Well, you know, I uh, had planned to go to uh, Spelman, Mm -hmm. uh, but at that time, schools that were never open to us before were opening to us because of the civil rights movement. And so I had the opportunity to attend a white school. And so as they say in the show Hamilton, mm-hmm. I wasn't going <laughs> to give up my shot. God, let's say it. Uh, Why psychology as a major? Because I really think it's important to understand how people think and behave. Uh, And I think it's critical that you understand that to be a leader, you have to have strong emotional intelligence. It's not only important to have strong IQ, but it's critical to have strong EQ as well. I felt it was strong. To, it, it was strongly important to have diplomacy, to understand how people think. You may not agree with them, but you had to understand why they were operating the way they were operating in order to navigate and in order to uh, really manage around complex situations. I understand your mom was one of the first African-American female manager at Swiss Air? Yes, she was. I was so proud of that. My mom was the first African-American female managers at Swiss Air uh, Lines, and I was so, so proud of that. And as a result of my mother uh, working for Swiss Air Lines, uh, my brother and I were able to travel to Switzerland and <laughs> Europe uh, for a discounted price of $11. And, so, and that was first class, John. <laughs> that was first class. And as a result, we had the chance to go to the international summer camp uh, in Switzerland for uh, four years where I uh, met uh, young people from all over this globe. And so that was my first glimpse of individuals beyond America. So has that experience 
jaded you? Do you don't you don't do coach anymore? I really appreciated and valued difference. While I may not have understood, I learned how first to listen. I got you. And that's where that skill set came in, uh, to listen to people, to try to understand their culture while it might be drastically different from yours. It was so important to listen to others, to value their culture, and to respect others who might be totally different from you. First job out of college. Oh, my first job out of college was the Gillette Company, uh, and they're here in Boston, and right. the razor blade was actually developed here uh, in Boston, and I worked uh, for uh, Gillette, was there for 11 years, and worked my way up uh, the corporate uh, ladder uh, and left the company as uh, employee relations manager, and again was the first African American to hold that post. I was interested in how you obtained your job at WCVB. One day you're talking to the, I guess the station manager or the the GM of the station mm-hmm. about some mm-hmm. fundraising activities. Mm-hmm. Tell our audience about that experience. Well, you know, I always say it is critical that you get out and that you network. You never know who you are going to meet. And so here I am at Gillette, and my husband and I went to a fundraising event for a newspaper, and I happened to be seated next to the president of the ABC TV affiliate uh, here in Boston and struck up a conversation uh, with him. And he was very candid. I was very candid. And he really bonded with me and remembered me for being candid. A few months later, three months later, a human resources uh, manager position came available at his station, and I was invited in uh, to interview. But had I not had that opportunity to just be myself at a uh, reception uh, with uh, the general manager, I, my career would never be where it is today. Also during that conversation, you said you were having difficulties in getting individuals in, in corporate suites to attend your events on the weekend, and he informed you if you wanted them to attend, you need to hold those events during the week. Absolutely. Again, we were seated next to each other for the evening. I said to him uh, that I was fundraising for a local uh, nonprofit. I was fundraising chair for a local nonprofit in the African-American community, and we were trying to get uh, CEOs uh, to our event. And he very candidly said to me, he said, you know, the challenge is that you are holding your events on the weekends. He said, CEOs want to be with their families during the weekend. If you want to have CEOs, 
come to your fundraising events, hold the events during the week. We view these fundraisers as business events. And so if you hold them during the week, we will be able to uh, look at it as a business activity and will come as opposed to an event that is taking away uh, from our family time. And he said, if you do that, I'll help get CEOs there. And sure enough, a year later, I was able to uh, revamp the format, the timing of the event, and he, in fact, uh, helped to get other business leaders there. If you're just joining us, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and you're listening to In Black America from KUT Radio, and we're speaking with Carol Pope, president and CEO of the Partnership, Inc., and author of Success Through Diversity, Why the Most Inclusive Companies Will Win. Carol, tell us about when you first went to work at WCVB and you saw the individuality of the employees there. Well, I have to say, whenever someone is looking for a job, whenever they're going on the interview, arrive early mm-hmm. and just sit and watch and begin to understand and look at and see the culture of that organization to determine if it's a fit for you. Mm-hmm. When I went and sat in the lobby of um, WCVB, I saw all sorts of people walk by uh, from the station employee pool. I saw individuals who were of color, who were white. I saw individuals who were uh, women. Mm-hmm. I even saw a man walk by with pink furry slippers. Right. And I knew if somebody with pink furry slippers <laughs> could succeed in that place, that that place was open for inclusion of any kind, and that my diversity would be accepted there. Tell us about the Partnership, Inc. When was it founded, and what is its achievement thus far? Well, the Partnership was founded more than 30 years ago, and really uh, was founded given the crisis that Boston uh, had uh, during busing, a very dark period uh, in our time. And our mayor and other business leaders said, you know, the only way we're going to make make any difference in this city and the only way we're going to advance uh, African-Americans in particular uh, is if they move up in the business community. And so the partnership was founded to help advance people of color, to advance African-Americans and help them move up into corporate. That was over 30 years ago, as I mentioned. Today, uh, we have trained and developed uh, more than 4,000 individuals. And today, I'm so proud to say that we now have African Americans, people of color, at the CEO level in our business community. And that's showing the progress that we've made. But Johnny, I don't need to tell you that uh, we, we need a long Long, uh, we've got a long way to go. This is only the beginning. How does individuals get 
in contact with you, or do you all seek them out? Their corporations nominate them. Okay. So if you are if you are in a corporation and you want to uh, participate in a partnership program, in particular an executive program, and our executive program is nationwide. And so we have individuals who fly in uh, for that leadership development program. So get in contact with us, and we're happy to help you navigate in your company to help them send you uh, to our Next Generation Executive Program. I understand. We're going to get to the book, but there's one other final question that has to do with your professional life. Being a representative to the UN, mm-hmm. tell us about I, that experience. I had the honor, quite frankly, of working with then-Senator Obama, and when he decided to run for president, I was one of the five individuals here in the Boston area who created Obama for uh, New England. And uh, we were with him when he had 10% name recognition. None of us knew how far the campaign was going to go, but we were going to go as far as the campaign took us. And lo and behold, it took us to the very top. Mm -hmm. And we were absolutely thrilled, all of us in this country uh, were thrilled. Because of my experience in corporate, because of my experience in the civic uh, community, the president uh, appointed uh, me as his representative to the 65th General Assembly. Each year, the president has the opportunity to appoint an individual outside of the State Department to the delegation. And uh, that year, I had the distinct pleasure of being uh, appointed. Took a leave of absence from Mm -hmm. my position as a a corporate social responsibility and marketing senior vice president of John Hancock, took a leave of absence from that corporate position to serve, and um, it was life-changing. I understand. What led you to write Success Through Diversity While the Most Inclusive Companies Will Win? Well, I think, John, I'm at the stage of life where I have something to say. You know, we know how critical diversity is. Today, there are more babies of color born than Caucasians. There are more students of color than Caucasians. The U.S. Census Bureau indicates that by 2042, there will be more people of color in this country than Caucasians. It is so important that businesses, that corporations understand this demographic shift in our workforce. It's also important for them to understand the global marketplace that is only growing and the importance that we have people who look like the individuals who are purchasing in that global marketplace. We have individuals in our workforces who look like those individuals. So it's a business imperative. I wanted to write a book about the importance of diversity from the business perspective. I wanted to write a book that talked about 
this research that is out, whether it be McKenzie, whether it be Forbes, that indicates the more diverse companies are more profitable. The more diverse companies produce more patents, which means they're more innovative. And so I really wanted to state the business case for diversity and articulate that unless you diversify, your competition will, and they're going to win. I found it interesting when you think of diversity or when most think of diversity, they speak of age, ethnicity, and gender. But you write about there's more than that, and I would assume you're speaking of the life experiences that individuals bring to the table that make innovation take place. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you want to hire the best talent of all kinds. You don't want to hire someone who just looks like you or thinks like you. When you are looking at that corporate table, you want to have diversity of thought. So to get diversity of thought, you need gender diversity, you need ethnic diversity, Mm -hmm. you need socioeconomic diversity. You want to have individuals who look at things with different lenses. When you have individuals looking at problems and issues with the same lens, you are only going to get one perspective. And we want any CEO to get the best perspectives, all perspectives, before decisions are made. I like the part you wrote about the Academy, and we're also going to touch on some, some, some other companies. But you wrote about the Academy of Arts and Science when it was having a backlash about the lack of people of color. And they decided to eliminate some of the older members of the, the Academy, which was totally going against what they should have been trying to achieve. Right. When when you think about it, you want to be inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. Why would you, in order to achieve diversity, why would you say, okay, in order to have people of color in the academy, I have to eliminate the senior members of the academy in order to make room for diverse members. Why would you do that? Why would you, why wouldn't you simply just expand the number of members? Why would you exclude that category of diversity of age? Makes no sense. What are some of the companies that are currently getting it? And then after that, I'm, going to ask you a question to companies that aren't getting it. I would say any company that looks at it from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, State Street, State Street Financial, global um, financial company, looks at diversity as they would any other business initiative. So they have objectives for diversity. And they tie those objectives to your bonus so that if you don't achieve your objectives, that impacts your bonus. 
just as if you don't achieve your sales volume, that impacts your bonus. You'd be surprised how quickly your <laughs> management <laughs> achieves goals when it's tied to your bonus. So that's one thing. In terms of companies who don't get it, I'd like to say that companies who don't get it think all they need to do is count. Okay. By that, I mean all I need to do is just hire. Let me just hire people of color, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I like to think of that as diversity is inviting people to the dance, but inclusion is inviting them to dance. So there are companies that might hire people of color, but really including them in the culture, um, making sure that, you know, they're invited to special lunches, special meetings, that inner circle, that's inclusion, that's inviting them to dance. If you don't do that, what you'll have is organ rejection. Right. The organization is going to wind up rejecting that person. And, that, and, tr and truth be told, that's a waste of time for everyone and a waste of money. So if you want to make impact in diversity, make sure you have diversity and inclusion. You tie everything all together in the final chapter, the new age of business ethics. Why was it important for you to, to, to write that chapter? Because I think CEOs and leaders have to take a stand. When something like Charlottesville happens, you have to take a stand on what you and your company stand for. You have to. So KPMG, their CEO, wrote a letter and said, I'm from Virginia, and this is not who we are. This, the, the, what happened in Charlottesville does not stand for the values of this company. And it's important that everyone knows that. That's critical because there were other companies who said nothing and their company employees felt it and they recognized it. And so if you're a really talented individual, no matter what race or creed or color, you want to work for a company that has strong values. And so you're going to go with the company that represents those values. And as you make that statement, what comes to mind is NBC now dealing with Megyn Kelly's comment a couple of days ago on our program where mm -hmm. members of the people of color and management at NBC said, no, you know, we need to address this straightforward. And they addressed it quickly, yes, it which is. says something, which says something. How long did it take you to, to put your thoughts on paper? Oh, my goodness. Between working and putting thoughts on paper, it took three years. The footnotes were the toughest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, what do you want readers to come away with? I want them to come away understanding that this country is changing, that, yes, we see the challenges that America is facing, but it's important to also understand that that's the last gasp. Carol Folk, president and CEO of The Partnership, Inc., and author of Success Through Diversity, While the Most Inclusive Companies Will Win. 
If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to your future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. Also, let us know what radio station you heard us over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at kut.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm John L. Hanson, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.